not what I was expecting. Where are the cabins, canoes? Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Exploited. I'm Alexis Chowski. And I'm not possessed by fungus at the moment. Well, that is good. That's always good. I'm Kevin Daly. Don't worry, it'll wear off after like 15 minutes anyway. I know, right? So this week we're talking about Summer Camp from 2015, directed by Alberto Marini. So, um, do you live here? No, I'm around when the kids are around and summer vacations and... In America, there's no way we'd call this place a camp. Yeah, well, it's pretty common here. That it's cheaper for the parents to send their kids here than to London. It's not what I was expecting. Where are the cabins? Canoes? I thought Spain was supposed to be warm. This little lady's as calm as can be. Aren't you, girl? Will, seriously, just get out of there, man. Trust me. There's no way. You okay? You look pale. Guys, come on, this isn't funny anymore. Calm down and tell me what's going on. Turn the lights! So this is one that we chose at random from Tubi. Yes. And it was a really good pick. It was, this was worlds better than Halloween Pussy Trap. Yeah, it's a very, this is an interesting movie. Yep. For sure. The movie's from Spain, although it's in English because the actors are American characters. Yeah, it's not dubbed or anything. It's just there's a lot of other characters that speak Spanish, and it gives subtitles, but then Tubi throws up their closed captioning speaking Spanish right on top of the fucking subtitles. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to read. Yeah, but it kind of works out because the times they speak Spanish is pretty incidental. It's like you're not missing important stuff, right? The uh, And most of the characters don't understand Spanish anyway. Yeah, most of them don't. Which, we'll get to why they don't speak Spanish but are working in Spain. So, the movie starts um, with this production logo. 
that I didn't know was a production logo, where there's all these aliens attacking the Earth. Oh. And because I went into this not even knowing what genre it was, I'm like, oh, fuck, is this an alien movie? But no, it was just a production logo. <laughs> I mean, have we even done an alien movie yet? The, the stuff, I guess. Get the stuff, I guess. Um, Good, good question. Oh, I guess the Star Crash. Star of. Crash was aliens. Uh, what did we pair that with? Did Moon we pair that? Moonray. Oh, that was not aliens. I remember yeah. we paired it with something about space, but yeah. Yeah, no no aliens in Moonraker. So aliens would definitely have been uh, a more unique thing for our show, but no, no aliens. God, I don't even know if there's aliens on our schedule. Well, Godzilla what? movies, I mean, he fights aliens sometimes. Colorado Space? Yeah, we're getting to that eventually. I guess that's technically aliens, but in a very different way yeah but yes we actually don't do aliens very often that's interesting i didn't even thought about that before but no this one is not aliens yep so the movie starts with uh pictures of a of a summer camp and creepy music and they're telling us about like oh nobody's found these these people that went missing so we know okay it's a horror film the right. credits really strongly communicate that this is a horror film yeah, I like the intro. Uh, good good title track as well. Oh, yeah. Very, very creepy. Very, really sets up the mood. And you've had these three young Americans that were hired as counselors for the El Bujo summer camp in northern Spain to give English classes to local children. Yeah, it's like an immersion camp where they just speak English. And the Spanish kids are forced to like actually try to figure out what the fuck these Americans are saying. Yeah, it's English immersion, and so the counselors don't don't even know Spanish. Um, but well, there's one that does, and we'll, we'll, Antonio. Yeah, he's like the leader. He kind of runs the place. Um, he speaks Spanish because obviously, if there's like an emergency, you need somebody that speaks the kid's native language. <laughs> right. But he's like, yeah, we hire Americans that don't speak any Spanish because that really fulfills, you know the goal of immersion and so we we go to like three days you know like a day or two before and you know to find out what happened to these missing counselors and we get this girl michelle who is running around in the woods she is blindfolded and running around and we got some shaky cam to make me regret liking the intro at this point yeah we don't get a lot of that shaky cam though we just get no, a it's like the only time. <laughs> yeah. Now, Michelle here, who's running around in the woods blindfolded, she's played by Mariah Walsh. Uh, let's see. She was in 34 episodes of Corey in the House. Interesting. Yeah. She was also the lead in the Friedberg Seltzer piece of shit, The Starving Games. Oh, God. And she did a movie that we should do sometime called Van-ish. It's like oh, no. capital V-A-N, then I-S-H. And I'm like, oh, if we ever decide to, to walk down the vansploitation path again. Oh, boy. And she almost impales herself on the uh, the stick of foreshadowing, as I call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we see a lot of this damn stick. I figured it would get used at some point. There's a lot of t 
teases with this fucking stick. There are several. Yeah, so she almost runs into this stick, and then her friend Christy is like, Oh, turn right! Because we realize it's like a trust run, I guess is what it would be. Right. You have one girl running around blindfolded, and the other girl is like shouting directions at her. Christy, by the way, is played by Jocelyn Donahue. Um, we're going to see this girl again. At least two more times. Dang. She's in Ty West's House of the Devil, which is on the schedule. Okay. And she has a role in Furious 7, which is, you know, we'll eventually get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it is on the docket whenever <laughs> it is appropriate to be. It's not currently on the schedule, but we have committed to that, that franchise. Yes, we will get through all of those eventually. Uh, she was also in Insidious Chapter 2 and Doctor Sleep. Okay, Doctor Sleep. That's uh, uh, Stephen King, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's Stephen King. It's the sequel to The Shining. It's a really good movie, by the way. Oh, the movie. Okay. Ewan McGregor plays Danny Torrance. It's, it's a good one. I do like you and McGregor. Yes. So then Michelle is grabbed by another counselor, Will, who is our other American. So now we've got our three Americans. Um, Will, the actor, by the way, is not American. Oh. This dude who looks like Marky Plyer. I refer to him in my notes sometimes as Marky Plyer. He's played by Diego Bonetta. He's from Mexico. Oh. Um, he's actually got a pretty remarkable resume, but it's of, like, Mexican cinema. He, he played the title character in a Telemundo Netflix series about the Mexican singer Luis Miguel. Oh. Who, I don't know who that singer is, but I, they did, like, two seasons. He's in Terminator Dark Fate. Which one is Dark Fate? The most recent one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, and he's I think also Genesis was the last one I've seen. Yeah, Genesis was I was done after Genesis. I saw Genesis and I'm like, okay, that's it. This franchise is dead. And he's also in the that Hispanic adaptation of Father of the Bride that had Andy Garcia in it. Huh. I didn't know that was even done. Interesting. Yeah. Andy Garcia played the Father of the Bride in that movie. Alright. Then we get uh this is where we get some of the, the stuff I don't like in this movie. Because Antonio, like, times these girls and he's like, Oh, wow, you did great. Four minutes and 13 seconds. The last time females did this, they were over seven minutes. And just, just the way he says that. I mean, both these dudes are kind of creepy. Like, pervy and weird. Especially Will. In fact, a lot of the story... They, they talk about how fucking pervy Will is. But Antonio, he's the only one that speaks Spanish. And he's like, oh, we do these trust exercises for the kids, and then they'll be friends for life. And I'm like, well, fuck, if they live. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. They don't get impaled on a... On the stick of foreshadowing. On the stick of foreshadowing. And we get a lot of um, kind of bread herring things going on throughout this. Like... They're definitely somebody in the woods watching them. Yeah. I mean, we get glimpses, and it's it's we get that POV, like, Friday the 13th kind of style. Like, they leave, um, they leave Christy alone, and we get the POV of somebody watching her, and she's like, Guys, guys, where are you? I got Predator vibes for this. Speaking of which, we should do Predator at some point. 
We are doing Predator at some point. It's literally on the schedule. Well, well, there we go. Yeah. The aliens. We've got. We hey, an that's alien. an alien. Yeah, we're doing an alien then. But Christy is like, oh, oh, guys, you know, so you don't know, like, is this going to be a slasher movie? Is there a yeah. maniac in the woods that's going to kill him? I mean, it is a camp, and it is days before the camp opens. And there's there's a reason I totally love that we serendipitously ended up with this movie. Because when it comes to summer camp movies, uh, you really only got two genres. You got sexual initiation with the male gaze, all your right. meatballs and things like that, and slashers. Friday the 13th, yeah. The Burning, all of those. Right. This is not a slasher. So it is a horror film, but you're right. It is not a slasher. It is a horror film, but yeah, definitely not a slasher. And so we kind of learned that Christy is like the city girl. She's like rich. Yeah, she's rich. Michelle is just plain-ass regular girl. Michelle is like that girl who lives in Oregon. Yeah. And, uh... Christy, for some reason, is wearing fucking heels in the woods. Yeah, she's wearing heels in the woods, and they keep pointing that out, too. Yeah, that's because it's a stupid fucking decision. Yeah, like, why did she... That has to be sexism on the filmmaker's part. No woman would honestly make that decision. I hope not. Yeah, I can't think of a single woman that'd be like, oh, we're going camping. Let me only pack heels. I think... I don't know. I don't know what she thought this was. She did say that she didn't think this was be how it is. But, like, what did she, what was she expecting? Like, even if it were, like, a normal, like, summer camp, like the one we'll see in our bonus episode, you still don't want to wear heels. Yeah, I mean, this summer camp is a little different, and we'll get to that when they actually reveal, like, the camp. Because that's, like, a moment. Right. Because <laughs> it's not a really typical summer camp. Any summer camp, regardless, you're not going to want to wear heels. Yeah, if they tell you, we're going to summer camp. You're going to be a camp counselor at summer camp. Okay, let me put on my heels. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. And so, while well, the girls are off doing, they're doing like a trust obstacle course now. Right. The boys yeah. are The boys are talking. And Will and Antonio, um, they've worked together before. And Will's like, oh, hey, these girls, you know? And Antonio's like, Will, stay the fuck away from them. You remember what happened last time, Will? Because apparently last year, Will was fucking all of the female counselors and playing them against each other. Yeah, apparently last summer camp was Three's Company, the summer camp edition. Yeah, they had to fire the two female counselors because Will was fucking them both. And Antonio's like, I do not want a repeat of that. And Will confesses, he's like, I am going to do that, though. <laughs> Antonio goes, fine, just keep it off of <laughs> fucking camp property. Yeah. And then uh, Christy and Michelle, they're, you know, Christy's like in her fucking heels trying to do this obstacle course. Getting annoyed, wanting to cheat. Yeah, like, nobody's watching, I can just take the blindfold off, and Michelle's like, no! Ethics! Leave the blindfold on! Take off your fucking heels! And Michelle gets annoyed, and she just fucks off. Yeah, she should. Yeah, she's like, whatever, get through this on your own. And so she leaves Christy in heels with her hand side of her hand back and blindfolded in the middle of the woods. She bumps into a tree, and then, like, some mystery person comes and cuts her bindings. 
Yeah, it looks like he's about to, like, stab and or rape her, but he just cuts her bindings and disappears. Yeah, well, we get a lot of focus on, like, he's grabbing his knife, you know, the knife is coming out, and then it's, no, cuts her, cuts her bindings and fucks off. Fucks off. Never see, she never sees him. It's like, hey, it's a a good guy weirdo. It's a big red herring. Yeah, already playing with tropes here. Yeah, and then we get a moment where um, they're all driving to the camp, and camp is in really heavy quotations. Yeah, because it's like a rundown fucking mission or something. Yeah, well, he's like, oh, hey, when the kids arrive, we have this ritual where they, they, they when they get off the bus, the first thing they do is they drink the pure water from the owl's fountain. Like, because they have a fountain that's an owl, and it's right. spewing water. Far better than the the piss boy fountain from Talking Cat. <laughs> I mean, just just have him drink from the piss water fountain. It's fine. Hey, I'd rather have the owl vomit fountain. <laughs> Straight from the owl's cloaca. <laughs> yep. Um, which, by the way, this owl fountain is not like the pure water of the owl. It's on the same well as the rest of the fucking camp. It's <laughs> You turn on the sink in the kitchen, it's the same water that's coming out of this owl's cloaca. It's 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 symbolic. It's symbolic, yeah. Um, then they almost run over this Russell Crowe-looking motherfucker. Oh yeah, this dude. Yeah, and he just stands there and just pisses all over their jeep. Yep, just whips out his dong and pisses all over the front of the jeep. And this girl's like, oh, do people do that kind of thing here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they just whip out it and whip it out and pee on cars. Totally normal there, fucking Christy. <laughs> normal normal behavior in northern Spain. Christy, does it does your house always smell like waffles? Kind of intelligence there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another guy comes out and Antonio explains like, oh, there's these fucking druggies that have camped out like in an RV at the edge of the camp. Yeah, basically a bunch of meth heads. Just a bunch of meth heads that are just camped out. Not whole... actually meth heads, but the they... functional equivalent of meth heads. They are druggies. Yes. And they do have a beat down fucking RV in the middle of in the middle of the booties. Yeah. And Javier's like, I think they're the ones who busted our well. We'll get to more of that towards the end. Yes. So yeah, we do get the the stuff where he explains that it's an English immersion camp, and they arrive at the camp, which is, you said, like a beat-down villa. Um, Because what they do is they take these, like, abandoned manor houses, which I guess are a big thing in Europe, because we had abandoned manor houses in a lot of Italian films. Yeah, I wonder wonder what the story behind all that is. Probably war-related, right? Yeah, like, Anthropophagus was shot in an abandoned manor. Um, we have abandoned manors in friggin' uh, Argento films. I mean, if you think about Spain and Italy, right? You know, you got Mussolini and you got Franco. Oh, yeah, so Franco Franco killed all the people that owned those manors. Yeah, so probably, probably a result of fascism during World War II. If I had to hazard a guess. Yeah. The people that owned all of these historic manor houses were killed off by the fascists, and so now they just stand there empty, and in this case, they turned it into a summer camp. <laughs> that the well's still not working, so we get to watch the girls take bottled water showers. Yeah, 
Michelle was dumping water on. Yeah. Probably very cold water on Christy. Tasteful, though. Yeah, no no nudity. No nudity. And Christy's complaining about, like, what the fuck kind of summer camp is this? Where's the cabins? Where's the canoes? She wanted to go to Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. And she's like, I thought it was going to be warm. Oh, yeah, it's because it's Spain, right? You just assume it's warm. But northern Spain is, I mean, think about where northern Spain is geographically. It's like, hey, Normandy is pretty close to there. Oh, yeah. That's right next to the fucking channel. We're pretty high up. The longitude is a... We're not talking about, like, the southern Mediterranean coast here. Yeah, we're 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 pretty cold up in the uh, up in the region. You're gonna have like England style weather up in northern uh, northern Spain. Yeah, and um, so Will starts working with the Spanish cook. I have her name later on. I can't remember here. Here she's just cook in my notes. And Antonio goes out to like talk to Michelle, and he's like, "The animals have arrived." And I'm like, "What the fuck, animals? Is this the part where?" Are we at the part yet where he's basically telling him don't don't fuck with Will or don't just don't fuck Will? Yeah, yeah, because has they're going because apparently the camp has a petting zoo and as Antonio's taking Michelle down to the petting zoo, she's like he's like hey, Will fucks everything. He's a nice guy, but he thinks with his balls. Yeah, he is. He is Frank from fucking Blue Velvet. He'll fuck anything that moves. Yeah, he is. She's like, I will keep that in mind. That actually is a very accurate description of Will as a character in this movie, as we'll find out. Then we have another, like, weird red herring, because when they get to the petting zoo, there's, like, this Honda motorcycle in there. And we learn that Michelle does motocross, and she's like, oh, yeah, I I can ride this bike. It feels like foreshadowing. Right. Totally not. No, well, yeah. I mean, well, for a, it, it comes up again. It comes up again, importantly. Yes. But it's not actually, like, foreshadowing. Like, we're not going to get this fucking Michelle busts out the Honda and runs over people scene. That would have been a cool scene, but... And the other thing with Michelle is she really needs to use the phone. Yeah, she's got, like, a private call to make. Yeah, and she keeps she keeps on this. But like I need to I need to call home. I've got important things going on at home. Oh well well yeah yeah you can do that eventually. And then uh Will comes out to the petting zoo too. Just as Javier the groundskeeper's like, Hey, one of these dogs needs to put down it has rabies and it it, it it attacked another dog. Which I put like, Okay, now we're getting a movie here. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, this is kind of like the the turning the the end of Act One into the yeah getting it back to here yeah this is our our plot point here if we're going with the Sid Field structure and Will's like oh no I can take care of this dog I'm practically a vet yeah Will is some sort of fucking animal whisperer I guess I don't well know. he thinks he is you know and they're like yeah no no Will that 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 dog killed another dog and her puppies like. She's a wild, rabid thing. And he's like, oh, no, you can't kill an innocent animal. Well, Antonio's screaming, like, seriously, you have not signed your contract yet. The insurance doesn't cover you. But he's not making... No, he's not physically trying to stop him. 
That's a, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it turns out. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. But then he goes in and he's like, oh, see, look, the dog's fine. It's not rabies because she's docile. Rabies makes them increasingly more aggressive. That's his line. And I put in my notes here, because I didn't even need to research. I've done research on rabies before. And I'm like... Call correctly, you've dealt with the aftermath of said things. Yes. Rabies doesn't make them aggressive. It makes them unpredictable. You get... With rabies, you get very sudden moon swings. It's not like constant aggression. Um, like, if, if your mood swings, you'll be very, very aggressive, but there are moments where you can be calm. It's just very unpredictable how your mood's going to swing. I'm not almost a vet, and I know that. <laughs> and then while he's he's petting the dog, he's like, oh, look, she's as calm as she can be. The dog's eyes go all 28 days later and shit. Vomits up something. Yeah, vomits up some blood. Its eyes go, like, blood ray red, and it just... It, it's full-on rage virus. Because you've seen 28 Days Later, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's kind what, of like... That's kind of the vibe this movie gives off a little bit. Yeah, this movie is completely... It's, um... 28 Days Later is a huge influence on this film, I'll say that I much. also saw 28 Weeks Later. Yes, that was a movie that... Existed. You know they're gonna make twenty eight years later. Are they? No, I wouldn't be surprised though. <laughs> I do like the helicopters cutting zombie shit at the end of the twenty eight weeks later, but that was about the only good part of the movie. Yeah, but twenty eight days later is a really good film. But twenty eight weeks later is not. <laughs> yeah. So this dog, it goes all twenty eight days later, and it fucks Will's world up. He gets uh he gets bit pretty good. And so. Javier comes in and just takes the dog down with a chain and just just fucking chokes the dog to death. Yeah, chokes the dog out with a fucking chain because Javier is a hard man. He's a hard man. And Will's like, no! Innocent puppy! It's like, motherfucker, he just bit you. Like, your hand is falling off. <laughs> yeah, it is! He's all bit up. And they're like, he's like, ah, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. I'm fine. I'm like, motherfucker, you were bitten by a probably rabid dog. Like, Antonio's like, fine, just go fucking take a tetanus shot, you ass. Yeah, there's a tetanus shot in the first aid kit. I'm like, okay, but what about the fucking rabies vaccine? Which is like eight shots. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly we see the owl's cloaca is functioning again. Yes. And they're like, oh good, the well's fixed. We can go take showers. And then Antonio gets very intense. He's like, oh my god, fucking run. You gotta run right now. Run inside. Run. You know, like what is something coming after them? Did the dog come back to life? <laughs> Did you bury him in a pet cemetery? <laughs> yeah. Like what? What horrible thing is gonna happen? The sprinklers turn on. They, I mean, to be fair, it is a pretty aggressive sprinkler. <laughs> yeah. That we only ever see this once. Never again. Never again. Not at all. Definitely not at the end of the movie. Definitely not. These sprinklers are just here for this one jump scare, and that is it. <laughs> Absolutely it. So Will's thinking of giving himself the, the, the tetanus shot. Um, I have a note here that randomly we see Christy in panties because exploitation. True. Also, they're, they're, they're going to like have their own little like party that night because the kids are arriving the next morning. This is their last night to just be adults chilling with other adults. Yep. 
So that they've got the bottles of wine they put out their charcuterie board. Yeah. Michelle keeps harping about like, when can I get some privacy on the fucking phone? I gotta make this thing. She's like, I need privacy. And Will's like, well, we are having a private party. Yeah. And Christy, being the, the, the rich girl that doesn't know what summer camp is, shows up in a fucking cocktail dress. She's Which, like... Uh, Antonio wants a piece of. <laughs> yeah, they all do. Um, she's so annoying, though. She is. It's weird, because she's great in the other things she's been in. <laughs> I mean, Michelle seems like a cool chick. This girl, ugh. Hola, soy contributor. That's Spanish there. You see, my daughter, Alfadora, recently went to a summer camp that was a language immersive camp where she learned a lot of Spanish. Show them, Alfadora. Hola, soy Dora. That's wonderful. Or should I say, fantastico. Tell me, what other Spanish words and phrases did you learn at summer camp? In English, we say, no more coconuts. In Spanish, we say, no mas cocos. Can you say, no mas cocos? No mas coco. Louder! No mas cocos! No mas coco. Fantastico! Fantastico indeed, Alfadora. You really picked this up much better than your ridiculous little brother who went to space camp and is wasting all of our time talking about dark matter and gravitational forces and some childish thing called the theory of general relativity. You're perfect, Alfredora. Tell me more. Can you say vamos a pintar? Uh, no. I'm not going to say that. Why don't you tell me more? I don't understand a single thing that you just said, but it sure sounds like you had a great time. You can find more of me, Contributor, and sometimes Alphadora, at contributor.blog, spelled normally, K-O-N-T-R-I-B-U-T-O-R, dot blog. Until next time, Contributor, out. Will and Antonio go down to the wine cellar to get some wine, and they're 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 bitching about like this goddamn pollen all over the place. Oh. And um, Antonio gets a a mouthful of the pollen, which doesn't do anything. Well, no, no, he he also goes fucking insane. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a cool scene because you've got Will who's stumbling towards Antonio in the scene. And he's, like, dripping blood from his hand, right? Because he got bit by the dog. And he's like, oh, the dog has something in him. It's, you know, that's the traditional trope, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're, you're thinking Will's gonna go bad. Gonna attack 
attack Antonio. Nope, it's the other fucking way around. Antonio. Yeah, Will's fine. Antonio attacks him, screaming about, it hurts, and he's barfing up this black shit. Yep. And he's just, like, attacking at Will. Will's got Will's to fight him off, and he gets some sort of, like, claw. Yeah, it's like an owl claw or something. Yeah, Antonio's uh, screaming, hijo de puta! <laughs> it's like, and it's, like, really low and growly. It reminds me of the fucking guys from Resident Evil 4. Oh, it does, yeah. And so, Will, Will has to put Antonio down. Yep. Gets yeah, clawed no. in the ear first, though. Yeah. But because I mean... part of this movie is just Will getting fucked over and over again. And... Uh, you know, which makes sense because that he looks so much like Markiplier, because <laughs> Markiplier's tweets are always about him being in the hospital. Yeah, Will probably should have been in the hospital about fifty times before the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, Will, you look like Markiplier, but Markiplier gets his own ass to the hospital. Yeah, not a lot of time to get to the hospital at this point now because uh, shits hit the fan. Shits hit the fan. Will just. Will has had to put Antonio down like a rabid dog. Yep. And that's right when Michelle comes down the stairs. No, well, no, no. Uh, Michelle's trying to make her phone call, and Christy comes down the stairs and sees what's happened, and Will's like, he attacked me? Yeah, Christy's doing the guys, guys bit. And then so... Christy runs back upstairs screaming, and as she's running through, she breaks the fucking phone as Michelle's making her private phone call. Yeah. Which my notes say might be important. No, no, it never is. That actually isn't that important. <laughs> never important. And she's like, Will killed Antonio! I don't understand you! As they, they, they try to start the Jeep. And bloody-ass Will is, like, beating on the window, like, Hey, 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 I need to go to the hospital. But he looks like he's, like, about to fucking murder them horribly. <laughs> so they, uh, they start driving away. And they're trying to find the headlights to turn it on. Apparently, uh, Michelle finds the fill the car with dust button. <laughs> fill, the, fill the car with spores button. It just fucking pollen flies out of the, the vents right into her <laughs> I face. Mean, I mean, why why, uh, why why that button's in the car? I have no idea. That yeah. <laughs> um, but suddenly she goes all 28 days later and shit. She's got the red eyes and she just stops driving and tries to kill Christy. And then Christy jumps out and the whole woods are full of screams. I love this. Yep. Because you know that all the druggies are living out there in the woods, and apparently they're all, like, rage-virused out, too, and you hear them all screaming. Yep. Exactly. You don't see them. Not for a long time, at least. Well, I mean, the woods are big. Yeah. Christy and Michelle are fighting. Will comes, and he tries to... He tries to tie up Michelle. But he's really, really ineffective. Yeah, he ties her hand up. He thinks she's dead. Like, he checks her. And obviously, he's completely inept at anything medical. Yeah, this guy is only good at fucking women, apparently. Well, I mean, he's good at... Yeah. He's good at surviving for a good job. He's tough. I'll give him that. Given the things that happened to him. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a he hearty is. fella. He's a tough motherfucker. I'll give him that. Um... 
Yeah. He, he, he tries to bind her, tries to, like, I don't know, tie her up and drag her back, and then she comes back to life. Well, he puts his belt around her, her ankles. Which is a good thing. But then he puts his... Well, it takes him forever to get his shoelace out, but he puts his shoelaces around her hands. But shoelaces aren't really that strong. No, especially not, you know, trying to tie down something like a rage virus infected. I mean, how many times have you broken your shoelaces just going to tie your shoes? It's true. It happens to everybody. I don't wear shoes or shoelaces anymore. But she, she just snaps through the shoelace thing and and takes the belt off. She stops to take the belt off and then chases them down again. Yeah, but it does buy them enough time to get out of Dodge for a minute. Yeah, and Will is able to, like, convince Christy now to trust him. It's like, hey, you see what, you see what happened to Michelle? Yeah, that's what happened to Antonio. And Michelle decides to scale the fucking building now. <laughs> Yeah. She just climbs up the building like spider bitch <laughs> and gets to a balcony. That's when um one of the druggies decides to stop by the house. Like I think he's like robbing the place. Yeah, it's possible. Cuz we see him like well no, we do get a shot where he's like going through um the rooms with the flashlight and that's when they like he steals panties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is breaking in. Yeah, he, he like, goes through the girl's drawers and takes their panties, and then this shit happens, and he pops out, and he's like, the fuck? I'm just trying to help you guys. But, uh, Michelle fucks his shit right up. Yep. She takes the shit out of him, and then impales him. Impales him. So they, they, they lock themselves inside again. And Will and Michelle trying to find a plan. We gotta immobilize her some way. And then Christy pulls out a drill. And Will's like, oh, we can't attack her with that. I'm like, oh, yes, you fucking can. <laughs> I mean, there's whole movies about people that kill with the drills. Yep. I mean, it is a close range. It is close range. So you got to be careful about it. But yeah, you can, you can get in there with that. Oh, and this ain't the last time we see that drill. <laughs> I don't know. No. So Will gets a baseball bat and he's like, trust me. Uh, Michelle's already got the drop on them. And she, let's see, they, they they chase around a while. Michelle collapses in pain, and she's like, oh, God, something's wrong with me. The house smells like waffles. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. That's the side effect of, of the infection. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the disease has just left her. She, she's back to normal. So, yeah, it's uh, temporary. Yeah. Will and Christy don't quite realize this, and they're like, I don't know. Let's just fucking beat her ass still and throw her in a closet. So then Christy starts feeling sick. And yeah, she goes into the bathroom and has some water. Yeah, she drinks some water. That's important. It is. And so Will picks her up and starts carrying her, but now she's vomiting black shit. She goes full rage virus, and then she's biting Will, and he has to toss her ass down into the empty pool. Yeah, bit his nipple off. Bit his nipple off, broke his glasses. Yeah, so at this point, he's had his ear gouged to shit, and his nipple bitten off. And now he's blind on top of that. Brought to you by LASIK. Get your eyes fixed today. Yeah. So Christy takes a moment to, like, try to jump out of the pool before she has a moment. She's like, oh, there's a, a fucking ladder. Let me go use the ladder. <laughs> um, Michelle's tried to use the drill to escape. Yeah. 
And that's when uh, Will's like trying to kick in the door. And that drill goes right through Will's foot. And I love this effect. Oh, it's so brutal. Because he's got this this drill in his foot. And the drill is just spinning on its own, just fucking up his foot. It's amazing. Yeah, because yeah, Michelle still thinks he's a murderer at this point. Remember, she, she was running away from him when she got infected and doesn't remember anything that happened. Yeah, she does not know anything that she's done while she was under the influence of this rage virus. And then Christy runs in with a goddamn hook and starts attacking them. And that's when Will's like, okay, I think Michelle's fine now, since she tried to yeah. kill me with the drill. <laughs> so, now we're on a uh, impaled foot via drill, also on top of the other shit that's happening. Yeah, so he can barely walk now. His, his foot is... his foot's gone, basically. And then Michelle's like, oh, we're in the petting zoo. I can take the motocross bike. And Will's like, oh yeah, that piece of crap has, has hasn't been worked on in, like, years. It, it's dead. There's nothing, there's no parts in it. Yeah. So Michelle's like, did I murder people? Was I like that? D- d- did I kill people? And Will's like, oh, no, no, you're fine. You didn't murder anybody. You were, you were a bit mad. <laughs> trying to yeah and this is where they start doing like science experiments on the uh the animals because yeah. some of the animals have raged virus others haven't and they're like oh there's pollen it's the pollen we got to get out of here they're pollen all up in this bitch and will's like hold on give me a sec so he puts the pollen on a lettuce and feeds it to one of the rabbits and the rabbit's fine then they're they're being attacked by a rage virus dog now right and Will starts to connect, like, well, this is this all started when the whale began working, that it's in the water. That's where this is. Yeah. It's it's in our fucking well. And at this point, I'd like to point out that Will had already taken a drink of water while he was getting his foot wrapped up by Michelle. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Like, it, it he, came on Christy. Like, she, she, she took that one drink, and suddenly she's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he remembers, oh shit, I had the water, you gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah, it, it just took a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he tries to lock it, lock her up in a cage. He's like, so I drank- now, Wh- Yeah, so now Will and Christy are going, are, are nuts, but Christy's time is running out. Yeah, but Christy and Will, they scream at each other, they're both raging together, and- for some reason, they don't attack somebody else that's raging out with this. Right. Which is a weird thing when you learn what this is. Then Christy starts to get better. And then, she's, and then she sees that Will's raging and she's like, oh fuck, I gotta go. And she goes outside, not knowing that Michelle's there. Michelle doesn't know that Christy's better now and just fucking knocks her ass out with a rock. Yep. They find Javier's phone. His bar phone in 2015. Right. <laughs> He's got a fucking track phone, you know, bar phone here. Doesn't even play Snake. <laughs> Look, it's it's Spain. Well, yeah, come to think of it, a lot of the other countries didn't quite jump onto the smartphone bandwagon forever. Yeah. Fact, I, Europe sometimes can be a little behind on the technology. In fact, for a long time, until, like, the 2020s, teenagers in Japan still preferred flip phones. Huh. 
teenagers, not like old ass people, just teenagers. She can't make her phone call. She decides like, oh, I'm going to try to call home now, but it doesn't work. And so she, she calls Javier, who doesn't speak English, um, but, but kind of gets the idea that, oh, something happened at the camp. And then she pokes around and she finds these weird fucking purple mushrooms growing next to the well. You think that's why why people are going crazy? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Then she finally does get through to her mom. And she's just like, I'm sorry, mom. I love you, mom. Bye. And I'm like, that was it? That was it? That was her fucking personal f- issue? I, th- I think there was going to be more to it than that. Like, because her mom is pretty pissed. You have a lot of nerve calling me. I think they were probably going to have a whole talking out, but there's just no time with, you know, rage virus people running around trying to eat her. Yeah, well, rage virus people running around trying to eat her is why she should never have made this call. That's a good point. Because now Will is, like, running around barking, you know, trying to find her, and Javier calls back. (laughs) Right. Will can't see, though. Will can't see, yeah. His glasses are, are still broken. So he's operating like a bat here. He's echolocation zombie. Right. <laughs> um, like in that, that episode of Last of Us. <laughs> Did you see that show? I, I didn't, because it's like misery porn. Because I already know the story. From oh, the it is. Yeah. From the games. So, I mean, I like I like that actor. But oh, yeah. Both, both actors are good. I may one day watch it, but it's just like, it's such a grim fucking story and the well, second one's even worse because you got pedro pascal plays joel and the girl ellie that's the fucking that that badass bear chick from game of thrones the last season oh <laughs> fuck um what was her name monmort or whatever that family was yeah the one that's like i will ride in on a bear and <laughs> yeah yeah same actress but anyway we're getting off topic <laughs> Kind of. This this movie does have some parallels there. Yeah, we do have somebody riding a bear. No. No, no, no bear riding in this movie. That's not the parallel. No, it's it's the virus. Yes, the uh, the very organically created yeah. issue uh, here. So when Will starts chasing after the sound of the ringing phone, Michelle throws it away, and it lands like right next to Christy. Michelle does not know that Christy's there. No, it's it not important. It just happens to end up. I was like, that's, that's some bad fucking luck. Who is it that runs into Javier? Is it Michelle uh, that runs into Javier, or does Christy wake up? Because one of them runs into Javier, and is trying to... It's Christy, I think. Yeah, and Christy's like trying to tell Javier what happened, and he's like, hold on, I have dictionary. No, yeah, I don't know if it was Michelle or Christy, but then he gets... He gets willed. Yeah, he pulls out his Spanish to English dictionary, and Will just goes and fucking bites his head off. And even though he's missing a foot, Michelle and Christy start fighting each other, but then they realize, hey, wait, we're both okay. And then Will starts getting better. And then and Will's back to his normal self. We do have the scene, another uh, another bait and switch with the, uh, with the impalement log, though, before that. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, Christy twists her ankle, sprains her ankle, whatever, hurts her ankle, and is hiding behind the impalement log, trying to get Will to come towards it, but he gets distracted. I think, I think I'm wrong. I think it is Michelle because I think Will gets distracted by Javier showing up. Yeah, 
And so he doesn't get impaled on the impalement log. Yep. No, no impalement log. And so now all three are back to normal. And all three know that it's in the water. So they're fine now. Until they're like, oh, do you smell fire? And they go to the RV. And it is just full of chemicals. Like they're cooking meth in there or something. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's the functional equivalent of a meth lab. Yeah. And um, they find this this child, like hiding in the in the cabinets, and it's the dead guy's son, by the way. Oh yeah, I should also point. I'd like to point out at this moment that Will has been stabbed in the ear, had his nipple bitten off, had his foot drilled, and is still able to walk and carry Christie's ass, who just has a sprain. Yeah, he carries Christie into this RV, and so the kid kind of explains, like, yeah. Um, my my me familia is a bunch of fucking crazy junkies that wanted a bigger high, so they started combining chemicals with mushrooms, and this is what they made. They they made they accidentally made a rage virus. Yeah, they made a very powerful hallucinogenic mushroom. Yeah, that 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 makes you fucking rage out like this for you know like fifteen minutes, and then the high is gone. Yeah, and then put it in the fucking well because that's where they would grow. Well, that's where they were growing the mushrooms. Right. You know, it's it's damp. So, spores do get them, just not the uh, pollen that we thought originally. <laughs> yeah, and it's not quite like the spores from Last of Us. It's not a permanent thing. <laughs> no, 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 it's not permanent. It is, which is one of the things that makes this movie interesting. But it's important that when you're when you're high, you won't attack other people that are high. Which is weird and doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... That is the way of it. The high druggies that, that apparently they've decided this drug is for them. That they take it regularly now. Yeah. They, they've been raging all night long. And now they're, they're, they're descending on the RV. And Michelle, Will, and Christy decide like, hey, if we all take a mushroom at the same time, it'll wear off at the same time and we'll be safe from the rage junkies. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Christy is, I, I don't know how, how did she get herself all tied up to where she's dangling? Oh, I don't remember. Because I remember she's da- she's dangling there like a pinata. And Will and Michelle take mushrooms. No, and- it's, it's it's Christy and, and Will that take the mushrooms. <gasps> no, it's, it's, I thought it was Michelle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is Christy. And Michelle's left dangling like the pinata. Yeah, I don't know. She's like up on something. Yeah, and then Christy uh, drops the fucking mushrooms. Yeah, and Christy just kind of says, "Oops," you know, and doesn't give her the mushroom. Right. So when her and Michelle turn, they just well, her and Christy turn, they bite the shit out of Michelle. Yep. They fucking they 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 eat her head off. Yeah. And then we go to the morning after, which I love that transition. <laughs> yeah, and Will, by the way. He turned first, so his memory is... He did not see that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't see Michelle intentionally make sure that... Uh, he didn't see that Michelle didn't get the mushroom. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he I mean, he did, but and not Cri- in any sort of mental state that would have allowed him yeah. to remember it. And Christy, she knows before she takes her mushroom that she didn't give Michelle one. Right. And so, anyway, they wake up, and it's like waking up hungover after a rough, like, rager party. 
we're gonna do the bender. Yeah, they're like, oh god, what the fuck did we do last night? Because the RV is full of dead people. (laughs) And they find, like, the camp cook on her bike just fucking shredded. And they're like, did we do this? Yeah, yeah, I think we did. They they make their way back to the camp. Will finds his extra glasses so he can see again. And he's like, how come Michelle didn't, didn't, you know, live? And Christy's like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There was only a, the m- one mushroom left, you know? And that's when the kids show up. Yeah, Will at this point realizes that Christy's a horrible person. But it's too late for anything because the kids are there. And the kids know the camp ritual because they come running out of the bus and into the into this fucking manor and they're shouting, Owl! 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 Yeah. And um, they're like, oh shit, they're going to drink from the owl. We have to stop them. <laughs> Which they managed to, thank God. Thank God they managed to stop these kids from drinking from the owl. Who knows what would have happened if these kids drank from the owl. God, Except we do get to know. Yeah, because the sprinklers turn on. I love that twist. Yep. Because it's like, oh good. And then, yeah, the sprinklers were foreshadowing because the sprinklers finally turn on and the kids are all playing in the sprinklers and then suddenly there are a fucking horde of screaming zombie kids chasing after them. This is what my notes say. This, the conversation between Will and Christy, I said he didn't see her do that shit. And then my next note is, oh shit. And then the following note is <laughs> double shit. <laughs> yeah, that was what that, that's that was my reaction to that whole sequence. Yeah, my notes are Yes, yes, yes. I fucking love it. Yes. <laughs> I said, ironically, Antonio is not wrong to warn them about the sprinklers earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. And so they're they're running from the horde of zombie children now. And Christy runs into the foreshadowing stick. We finally hit the impale log. Yes, finally somebody has run into it. And Christy's dead on the the fucking impalement log. And uh, Will loses his fucking glasses again. And so he's just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he just he's just torn apart by kids. And that that's the end of the movie. This movie yep. was really good. I like a lot of the things this movie does. I, I don't love the modern horror film, everyone has to die, blah, 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 like edgy shit. But um, I do like all the twists. And the, the the reversing of tropes and the foreshadowing, but the foreshad the important foreshadowing being one thing that you would not have guessed would be important foreshadowing. Well, they really force the stick foreshadowing on you, to where you think the the whole stuff with Will that that was the point of it. Yeah. So it's still totally fucking unexpected when Christy runs into it. But then you have the uh, the sprinkler. Like you never in a billion years would be like, "Oh, the sprinklers are going to be important later." Yeah, you thought that's like, "Oh, that's just a trolley joke," you know? Yeah, that that was like a cat jump scare. That was like a cat on a piano scare with the sprinklers when they happened. Right, and it, because we don't know yet that the water is the actual problem. Yeah, because they spend a lot of time teasing us with pollen. We get a lot of shots early on with pollen floating in the air. And uh, also the dog being potentially rabid. 
Yeah. And that it turns Will into, you know, but no, it's just trope after trope, like, flipped on its head. And the coolest thing, in my opinion, is that the, the killer becomes a different person every 15 minutes or so in the movie. Yeah, it's not just, like, one person, because Christy, Will, and Michelle all, they, like, tag-team the bad guy role. Yeah, they're all they're all trying to murder each other at some point while possessed, and then the other two are, like, working together to not get killed by the one that just turned. In the very beginning, when uh, Christy and Michelle are having their fight, yeah, that kind of pretty much lays out how the movie ends, where yeah. Christy says, hey, fuck you, bitch, you left me in the woods, you deserve this, and they kill her. <laughs> but then she gets impaled. Yeah, she gets impaled. But you and also know dies. that they're all going to die, because the, the movie starts with them saying- It starts hey. with that. Yeah. Um, so you're just watching to see, well, how did they die? <laughs> right. It's the kind of the cannibal holocaust. Blair Witch, really? Blair Witch, kind of, yeah. The, you know, how did it happen sort of thing. Troll Hunter, also. Oh, yeah. And that's a really good. We should do Troll Hunter. I was just. Why was I talking about Troll Hunter? Oh, Renfield. Renfield was directed by the guy. No, 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 not Renfield. Um, Last Voyager of the Demeter, which I said ah. earlier to say, is directed by the guy who did Troll Hunter. Ah. And so I was like, oh, well, now I'm even more interested in seeing it because Troll Hunter is fucking awesome. Yeah, Troll Hunter is a good one. But this movie, uh, I put it at. Um, well, it's not quite 6 a.m. Starbucks. This is that uh, like. 9 a.m., your first coffee break at work that really hits the spot. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, this is a fun movie that's a lot of twists and turns. I think a second viewing would not be quite as entertaining since you know all the little... Oh, the yeah, little this movie only works with the first viewing. I mean, it's probably worth a second viewing just to see the little, the little details. You know, kind of like watching... Uh, Fight Club again or something like oh I mean, yeah that's a, you know I think that's one reason that. that we speak so highly of it because we only did the first viewing yeah and uh, while I like the movie I don't think I might watch it again with somebody else who hadn't seen it just to see their reactions oh and have to to make your tongue bleed biting it so hard yeah Cause you, it's a cool movie, though. You want to tell them to pay attention to this when the sprinklers come on, but you don't. You know you shouldn't tell them. It just does so many different things. It's a summer camp movie that's not a slasher film. It's a zombie movie that's not really a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, you know, there's a lot of foreshadowing that either well, you know, doesn't ma- matter much or... Is a red herring. It's just like you don't really know how how it's all going to shake out. It's really it's twenty eight days later meets cabin fever because cabin fever you have a virus around a camp, people okay, that are yeah. summer camping. Yeah, so it's a very cool movie. Like underrated. Yeah, it's it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how that could be. Yeah, and it's got like notable people in it. Um, it was uh, just something that was on Tubi that we picked at random. Like, oh, hey, summer camp movies, there's a movie called Summer Camp, let's go. Yeah. We, better than, like, oh, Halloween movie, here's a thing with Halloween in the title, and we got Halloween Pussy Trap. But no, this this was rewarding. 
this was a good movie. Yeah, this this should be talked about more, especially amongst like horror fans. Genre fans should be eating this up, and I've never heard anything say anything about it. Yeah, I couldn't find much about this movie um, beyond the IMDb page. Yeah, and it's not like it's like a shot on shittio, like somebody did it in the backyard, Mano style thing. Like this has got production value. Oh yeah, the oh the effects with the gore and everything are amazing. Like when she impales that guy, the drill through the foot. Yeah, it, it, so it shocks me that that it doesn't even have like a Wikipedia page yeah. for. A this movie that probably had a few million dollars budget, probably at least two or three million dollars budget. Yeah, uh, really under underrated. This movie's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm actually shocked by how little there is about it. Yeah. Anything else about Summer Camp? Um, no, it's it's really good. I, like I said, I I wish that it didn't have the kind of like modern horror trope of having to kill everybody off. We kind of knew that going into it from the opening. So yeah, it is what it is. And that that's it's only a minor flaw given how good the rest of the movie is. I mean, it's it's a subjective flaw, right? I don't like it. I feel like it's tired to have like movies and shows like oh, we're just going to kill everybody off, you know. It's funny because you go so long. It's like, oh, you know, you know, there will be consequence. People can, you know, people can die and stuff like no plot armor. But it's now becoming so cliche, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we can just kill anybody off at any time. Then you don't even bother getting like, I don't care about any of these characters. They're just going to die anyway. Fuck them. So um, I don't love that modern trope, but that's subjective. Yeah, um, definitely recommend our listeners to check it. Check this movie out. It's on Tubi. It's free. Free movie on Tubi. Love Tubi. We watch like forty percent of our movies on Tubi. It's great. Actually, um, Tubi has a MST3K channel. Oh, that's awesome! That it's just twenty four hours of MST3K, but they also play like riff tracks and cinematic Titanic and behind the scenes stuff, or they'll just do like best of clips for a while. That's really cool. And I just keep that on as my background when I'm like doing work at home. I just right keep the MST channel on. And, you know, it has commercials that fit with the commercial breaks of the show. Uh, that's awesome. Like, when the show would have gone to commercial break, it goes to an actual commercial break. Like, when Joel goes, we'll be back in two minutes and two seconds right to a commercial break and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, so that's, I spend a lot of time on Tubi these days. I was watching a documentary on Tubi right before this show. Tubi, feel free to sponsor us. We actually legitimately love your product. Yeah, we don't like your parent company, though. No, but still, we'll pretend. They're owned by Fox. (laughs) Yeah, but Tubi itself is awesome. Yeah, Tubi itself is awesome. Um, Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are, like, do great things that have terrible parent companies. And a lot of people who do great things have terrible parents. Yeah. But so, our bonus feature actually has nobody dying at all. Yep, not a single death. Yeah, um, well, maybe the death of innocence, I don't know. Yeah. Um, our bonus feature is Little Darlings, another summer camp movie. Totally yeah. different kind of summer camp yeah. movie. Completely different vibe. <laughs> Completely different. And the next week we get, uh, motorcycles. Yeah, I've been warned. Yeah, um, even though a motorcycle is a uh, automotive vehicle, we're not doing a Fast and Furious movie next week. It is just two movies 
with motorcycles, among other things. Yeah. But yeah. we we will get to next week next week. If <laughs> <laughs> I make it through. Oh, I hope. It may be the end of us. Who knows? <laughs> but we will catch you then.